everybody, and welcome back to the WT F1 podcast. I did say to Twitch that it would be the is it the biggest or the longest or the loud? I don't know. One or another, but I gave it some serious oomph because, wow, we've got some news. Tom Bellingham, the WTF1 founder and founder of my heart. Hello. Wow. L- look, what, what's going this. on? Like, what is going on? The principles are like, you know what? It's time for the news to be about us. None of this oh, driver rubbish. Let's talk about what on earth has been going on because we've got some team principal silly season chaos, haven't we? We absolutely have, and I'm I'm calling it now. Uh, before we go into all the um, uh, the what actually has happened, but uh, I think this I wouldn't be surprised if this is a drive to survive orchestrated mm-hmm. episode oh. where they've all. Are we living on, a drive to survive on, episode right now, Tommy? Are someone on Netflix, maybe someone on Netflix has gone, guys. Uh, so if you if you are gonna change your team principle save it all on the same day because the oscar piastri stuff that was awesome we want to do it again for team principles save it and we'll announce it all at the same time and uh, that's genuinely seems to be what's happened because i've never seen this in formula one we've had driver silly seasons a fair bit never have we ever seen anything like this where team principles just all the news starts flying out at the same time it's like a transfer deadline day it's mad what we're going to try to do then is answer why are the team principals leaving? Why are they all off? And it's a mm. very good point that you say, Tommy, that why is it so orchestrated? Because usually it isn't so like communicative, I suppose, between teams about, oh, well, we're going, we're going to, we're going to announce and then you can announce and then you can announce. And it's almost like, I guess on one side, maybe it is a dramery type side, but I guess on the other, on the flip side, we We've not had this before, and I don't think any team wants to be left looking like they are they the stranded anyone. ones. Yeah, which unfortunately Williams has. <laughs> yeah, so they don't the day before. You watch Bonotto coming back, but anyway, speaking of Bonotto, let's let's start at the very beginning, shall we? And where this all kicked off, similar to how Sebastian Vettel kicked off Driver Silly season by announcing his retirement, but here Bonotto, I wouldn't say he announced his retirement as much as he resigned. He resigned, most likely forcefully. Uh, I think that's the uh, the understanding there. He did not go uh, because he just didn't fancy being a team principal anymore. Um, yeah, but he was the first domino, wasn't he? He was. Uh, yeah, it's funny that it's kind of similar to 2020. I just realized that Sebastian Vettel, when you said that, I thought you were talking about 2020 because he also kicked off that silly season when they got rid of him from Ferrari. So it's similar, similar to that. So yeah, Benotto is very much the... Sebastian Vettel chaos starter, but it is weird that that was announced a few days ago, and it uh, Ferrari we thought would announce it in the new year, didn't we? Um, but nope, everyone all at the same time. And look, that's that's I don't know, I don't know if I'd rather just be drip fed this because I, I guess then as a Formula One fan, you feel like Formula One's still going, but instead they've just gone right. Today's the day, and then it's off for Christmas. Uh, and there you go, handing out all of those um, wonderful <laughs> yeah. official letters. Uh, but yeah, so of course, Bonotto out. And then we're questioning, oh, who's going to come in? You know, I mean, of no, course, who Ferrari, could it be? Ferrari only a few weeks ago said, oh, Bonotto's not going. Don't be silly, everybody. No, there's rumors about Vassar. Rubbish, shut up. 
Rubbish. Yeah. Anyway, Vasseur has obviously been now confirmed. Frederick Vasseur, who was at Alfa Romeo, has now been confirmed as the Ferrari team principal. And I love how it's team principal and general manager. That that just gives <laughs> me vibes of like at a school where they just like keep an eye on everything, and make sure it's ticking along, and you know have a whistle round their neck, sort babysitter, of babysitter. Yeah, um, strategy uh, watcher. Yeah, just just stop effing up, era. I reckon that's what wow. they should call it. That stop effing up, era. Yeah, that's got a ring to it. Uh, I don't know if it's a good ring, but it's a ring <laughs> all the same. Uh, but that that is yeah. Let's talk about, we have kind of reflected on Fred and maybe him being the person to take the job. And he very much was the most heavily rumoured um, individual that, that that could have taken it. And he, and he has. Are we are we excited? For me personally, I I am glad of a change, but that's probably more, more because of how <laughs> me, many missed opportunities there were this year. Yeah, Bonotto definitely did bring things to the team. Definitely brought things to Ferrari. You know, he was there for 20, 25 years. Um, but I think he was very much more of the engineer side rather than a team leader. That's the personality that I kind of assessed from him. Frederick Vasseur, I don't think, takes as much bleep. Um, I, I feel like he could. It's very difficult to assess, isn't it? He starts, I think, January the 8th or something. And that's when he can really kick into gear and, and try and figure out what's going wrong. What I would say is I think the first thing you should do is walk through the Ferrari HQ and find which room is strategy and then go and have a chat with them and discuss the season. A chat, yes. A uh... Awesome P45s, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, he needs to go in there, doesn't he, and sort of stamp his authority immediately and kick him into gear. That's what we said. That's what you know Jean Todd um, did. Interestingly, there's a, a very strong rumour that uh, both Jean Todd and Christian Horner were both approached by Ferrari uh, and rejected. Um, but yeah, Vasseur, uh, we mentioned it in the other podcast, but whether he's the right fit, whether he's uh, whether the team principal thing is the issue, but it's clear they need someone to to motivate them and and stuff like that. So, uh, of course, for you as well, uh, he's besties with Charles Leclerc, so that will. Uh, should help uh, from Charles' side because he's not got the rub of the green a lot um, with the season, but they go not? a long way back. Remind me, Tommy. Uh, I couldn't quite. I thought he had quite a lot of rub of the green. No. Yeah, if Leclerc's still sat uh, in a dry session on intermediate tyres or putting hard tyres on when Vasseur's in charge, um, there's clearly some Leclerc sabotage within yeah walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that is very true. Uh, there, there is a a hope now that Leclerc will get the treatment he deserves. Now that doesn't mean that Science falls off the track every single time Leclerc comes up behind right. him, but there definitely need to, needed to be a bit more of a a lean and a sway towards Leclerc, especially in the the mid mid season of the championship. Okay, so Ferrari done, dusted, boom, they're secured. That then left a spot at Alfa Romeo, which hasn't actually been slotted no. in yet has it so no. not only Williams I know we we, we bantered about Williams but also Alfa Romeo has not been figured out just yet by the time this podcast goes out maybe thank you Grace we've got Grace our third uh, podcast member actually uh, on the show as well she's very um, unhappy about the fact that they've not hired a team principal yet in her eyes it's a big mistake 
<laughs> so I guess for, for Vasseur, of course, he's gone because it's a, a you know a massive dream opportunity for him to lead Ferrari. It's very clear why he would leave. Who's going to take his spot? Yeah, for everyone in the chat that's now going, Seidel, 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 um, he's been announced as the CEO. Uh, so he's not actually the team principal, um, which we'll go into later. But yeah, in terms of who's taking his spot, uh, I don't know. Um Seidel. Yeah, chat. Everyone, everyone popping <laughs> off in the Twitch chat. Yeah, he's CEO, CEO, not team principal. He's the big I, I, dog. He's the big dog now. Yeah, uh, he's obviously got a nice little paycheck. He was obviously team principal at McLaren, and has decided to jump ship. Which uh, do you reckon that's a good move? I think it is personally. Well, I can see Seidel leaving is is yeah definitely a good move, especially for you. You are you know a, a low key McLaren hater of potentially them ever winning. Uh, not actually hating <laughs> them, but I mean hating no. them. You know, you, you just don't think they're going to win a championship that, anytime soon. That's alarm bells at McLaren, I think. Oh, massively. That's what I was going to say is that, you know, Seidel leaving is is great for, for Audi, obviously, when they have their bid in 2026. And clearly they're trying to get the foundations in early. Um, and it's a great move for them. I think Seidel is a brilliant team principal, personally. And, and to have someone as a CEO and clearly, you know, he's got the he's got the record to, to be able to say, yeah, I can take on this role. But also I think it's, it's a bigger story that, He's left McLaren, who's supposed to be this giant in Formula One. And, you know, they've got so much resource and blah, blah, blah. But the fact that he's left, when I I personally thought Seidel was someone completely ingrained in the McLaren team, yeah, couldn't really be budged maybe as easily. But Audi have... Uh, Big Wonga. Got the cash I, out. Yeah, so if you don't know his backstory, before he was at McLaren, he worked with um Porsche in the WC so there's that uh, as team principal so he's worked with the VW group before and clearly the, you know huge success with Porsche in the WC you know got them winning Le Mans again and clearly they've gone yeah Audi of course it's weird that he's joining Alfa Romeo but you've got to think that's becoming Audi um so that that move there is very much for him to be sort of leading that outfit for when they become Audi. They want to be a fully oiled machine come 26. They don't want to be appointing him in 2026. They want him there getting the foundations in place. I, I completely agree, Grace. Again, a, a fantastic <laughs> point. Um, maybe we'll get her on the show actually as well, Tommy. Yeah, we'll at the end, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think it's a big problem for... For McLaren, I think it's also going to add some doubts maybe into Lando Norris's head. Katie Fairman's popped in a little question about is that going to make uh, him nervous about his long-term contract? Well, I, I think, think so. Absolutely. If you see the the figureheads within McLaren start to leave, you're going to go, um, guys, I thought we were building something here. Where does, where would Lan- yeah, mm-hmm. where would Lando go? That's the question. Because I think Seidel and him seem to be quite close. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to, to wait and see on that one. But this is a team principle silly season chat. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And Audi are, Audi are talking the talk, aren't they? You know, they've they've come in with their punches mentioning about, you know, we're going to beat Mercedes, which is very bold for them to, after taking what is essentially a midfield team. Uh, a few people saying Capito, because we briefly meant, mentioned it, but yesterday Capito left uh, his position at Williams, which hasn't been filled. Uh, I don't it know It makes Capito. sense for him to maybe it go could... to... So will alpha. they just go for someone? Would would they go for someone new? I've I, I know this um, 
shout out Katie Fairman, who's in the chat. Uh, she's mentioned this to me before. Alan McNish. I think that would be a good shout. I could see that happening personally. Wow. Audi, the Audi connections managed there, you know, Formula E team, uh, very ingrained in that Audi team. Uh, I could see that. Could For see me, that though, I, I, fair enough. You know, I could, as you say, the connections are there. But I can't imagine Williams have binned off Capito without him having, or Capito, however you say it, that he's just going to be now unemployed and not, Surely he's moving somewhere. Like it, it makes that's a weird sense. one, isn't it? That he's, but he's the the yeah. It's really odd that I I didn't see that coming because it, it feels very recent that he's only just kind of jumped yeah. in there. That's why it feels too like too quick for him to just be binned off again. Williams can't surely have expected anything else than what they really achieved this year. They scored a few points and and whatever. But yeah, for me. It, it, there must, he must be a piece of the jigsaw to fit somewhere else. Uh, and whether it's Alfa Romeo, who knows? But just to clarify, uh, Seidel is not... Well, right now, he's he's not going to be CEO and team principal as far as we know. No, he's... Yeah, so uh, it's, it is really interesting. And then and then the other piece of the puzzle is obviously the, the, the new guy that's come in at McLaren which is very much just someone, uh, dare I say, similar to Bonotto, that's kind of gone, just kind of working his way up through um, the the ranks of Formula One management, if you like. Um, very similar name. Uh, when I first read it, my Literally. my dyslexia was like, what is going on here? Um, I thought it was a, a joke, but yeah, because it's Andreas Seidel, and then the guy replacing him is called Andreas Stella. Um so when you've uh, when you've woken up early and you're kind of looking at that name, you're like, "Wait, what? I thought he was leaving." Oh no, that is a different name. And, uh, um, I, I, it yeah. gave me very much the vibe of not wanting to change the initials on the team kit. They were like, "Look, <laughs> yeah. the, the budget cap is really you just scratch the year, s off guys. the name." Yeah, like, yeah. I, I genuinely thought they'd just announced the same person for a second, uh, and I was like, <laughs> "What? What's going on?" Um, but. But yeah, uh, someone did actually say, a few people in the chat mentioned that Capito came out of retirement to just sort out Williams for a bit to then retire. So okay. he may so well. maybe just my just, work is done. Yeah. Got Latifi a point. Goodbye. That's literally it was his uh, his objective. If you <laughs> manage this, out, you could... Got him a point, kicked him out of the team, and uh, my work here is done. Yeah, rumoured he was paid hundreds of millions for that Latifi point. It's, uh, you know, it was a big achievement. Uh, Katie said in the chat, Capi- Cap- is it Capito or Capito? Capito. I would say Capito, but Capito. I keep wrong. I keep changing. Capito has worked with Sauber back in the nineties and also worked with VW in the WRC, which is part of the Audi group. Eyes emoji, eyes emoji, eyes emoji, all eyes that, emoji. All, all everyone to Audi. Imagine they're just building the super team and everyone's going over there. Everyone. Toto Wolf's going. <laughs> Bonotto's gonna go. Thank yeah. You chat for clarifying how to say Capito. Um so yeah, we'll see. We'll see on that one. Um uh, I don't really. Do you have any major thoughts on the essentially the M- McLaren team principal? I think it's one of those things. Um, he's obviously used to be a race engineer. Um, mm. you, you're probably. I, I always think of him as Fernando Alonso's engineer. That that just how I uh, like re- remember him. Uh, he was. I think he was there, kind of like late uh, early 2010s, kind of uh, with with Ferrari and stuff. The guy that you heard on the team radio. Um, but I guess with him, it's kind of a, 
we won't know until he takes charge because he's kind of not been a team principal before. He's kind of stepped up um, to take that role. Um, but yeah, McLaren, I don't know. Uh, I'd have a few alarm bells if I was McLaren. Person. Yeah, I've got, I've got one. Look, clearly there's not anyone right now that's coming to mind to, to fit that McLaren role. Um, so I think they go down the fan route. I think that they can hire me and you half and half uh, and we will be the voice of the McLaren fans to then, you know, develop the car strategy, giving Lando milk, whatever, whatever they want. We do. I mean, that sounds like the most McLaren thing ever. Actually, we put to everything to a does, That does actually yeah. sound like something McLaren <laughs> would do where they're like, we're putting it in charge of the fans. <laughs> Hashtag McLaren family, you will be live on the pit wall and can vote uh, yeah. if you're a McLaren Plus member. Should like, we pit? That just yeah. sounds so much like McLaren. Yeah, but <laughs> but actually money do from that. Like that. Be a McLaren yeah. Plus member and decide whether or not Lando will pit in the next three laps around I did, Russia. I did say that, you know, Sorry, Lando, Zach, Brown, you? Zach Brown is a bit, in my opinion, a bit too marketing focused than success focused in terms of like results um and that makes and sense that, doesn't that... it with how they've gone into literally every motorsport ever that they're, they're just trying to get the name out there rather than actually winning the pinnacle of motorsport yeah and it's like let's hire the two most pr friendly funny drivers obviously when it was danny rick and stuff and yeah um we'll see but that you you banter about that but in my head i'm like of all the teams that would do that mclaren would be the one to do it there's a 1% chance that this will happen. I mean, you, are, you look like you're wearing a McLaren. Anyone at McLaren. Fair, uh, this was so. actually part of the plan. Yeah, I was like, come on, McLaren, hit me up. Yeah, let's talk a bit more about Andrea then. Um, yeah. I, I guess in my head, I'm like, no one's been Andrea, announced. Oh, it's Andreas. Uh, yeah, it is confusing. Andrea, what was it? Stella. Andrea Stella has replaced Andrea Andreas Stella. Seidel. Okay. Andrea Stella, what do we know about him, Tommy? He, he was already some kind of director, I believe. Um let me find his actual job title, what it was before. Yeah, he was executive director, which just sounds like a, just a title yeah, of you're important. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's he's just stepped up. Uh, he worked, uh, he's been working for McLaren since 2015 uh, as their head of race operations, performance director, and since 2019, executive director. Um, but a lot of old school um, boomers like me will remember that he was, yeah, Shumi and Kimi Raikkonen's performance engineer, race engineer for Raikkonen and Alonso uh, in the in their kind of Ferrari days. So, yeah, um, don't know how he's going to get on, like I say, because it's just a case of see how he steps up and will McLaren finally start winning things. But it concerns me that We've gone into this new regulation change. Everyone thought, you know, surely this is the time McLaren step up and, you know, get into that mix with Ferrari and even Mercedes, uh, where they are, you know, at least be like clear fourth best and mm. challenging for podiums and stuff, but they're nowhere near really. Um, and now having the team principal leave as well, it's a, it's a yikes. Yeah, it's not a lot of experience on the grid, is there, uh, for next year in terms of uh, people running teams? They're all kind of switching around, which there's going to be teething issues. You you have to say that. Like, you you get used to a completely new outfit, a different way of working. Um, But that that whole 
stellar sort of journey seems very similar to Bonotto in the sense of just like working your way up the company, which I suppose in one way, you know, a lot of people and you know, probably how a lot of departments work, but that doesn't necessarily automatically give you that team principle aura that you need uh, to, to whip a team into shape. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned for McLaren personally. It, it does make you think then like, you know, how long has Seidel known that he's going to leave to go to Audi and have McLaren almost thought ahead to th- in the, in their minds that the fact that Lando could then also want to leave and that they're future proofing themselves with Oscar Piastri, who they're getting into the team now, obviously, you know, having two young drivers is obviously a risk. Uh, so there's plenty of questions around that as well. Yeah. I can't believe that <laughs> Lando seems so locked in at McLaren and, you know, Zach Brown kind of like father figure to him and all this kind of stuff. But I think the rumors will start that, especially if we get into next year and they're still not any good, what does Lando do in 2026? Does he gamble and hope that McLaren finally nail those regulations or if they start going backwards and um, Audi, I mean, Audi are promising a lot, aren't they? Let's be honest. Um, It's very brave in my opinion to, um, to go into uh formula one we've seen it in the past and i know it's a very long time ago but toyota um is one of those ones that they, they came in and they were like we're gonna win the championship bar we're gonna win the championship we're just gonna throw loads of money and we're gonna beat everyone and then they're back of the grid um you know it's really hard to come into formula one um but can they get alfa romeo which are essentially a midfield team winning championships and beating the likes of Mercedes. I don't think so straight away, but they're definitely talking the talk. Um, And I think the most fascinating thing is now that we're already seeing those parts in motion with Audi, it's going to be a really interesting three years to see how Alfa Romeo, which are then going to become Sauber again before they go back, before they change their name to uh, Audi again, how they progress up the grid. Because, you know, if in 2024 Sauber are like fifth or fourth in the constructor title, you're going to be like, okay. Mm, yeah. And I think Lando's, I think someone like Lando is like, oh, okay, hello, then. Yeah. hello, Seidel. Yeah. I still got you on WhatsApp. You got a job How's there, mate. <laughs> you, uh... It is interesting because I suppose in one in one way you start to think, okay, well, you know, what kind of changes can can they make up to 2026? But then you also question would they just sack off 24, 25 in terms of not spending a lot on development and just putting their full focus on the 2026 regulations? Uh, because for me, that would make more sense personally, because obviously it's going to change again. We're going to have lots of different engine uh, specifications and stuff like that. So there's a lot to, to focus on for 2026 that you almost wonder whether Sauber will actually be pretty dire in the next two years. It's a risk though. We've seen it before of people kind of going all in on new regulations, be it well, another German manufacturer, BMW comes to mind when they were like, no, Kubitz had a chance to potentially even snatch the world title uh, during a year where Hamilton and Massa both were like trying their best not to win it. And uh, BMW like, no, we focus on next year and then built a terrible car for the new regulations. So it's happened before. Um, I think, Mate, I think you just have to go for it, don't you? And uh, just build the build with it. That's it. They're going to play that audio 
uh, in the factories of, of Audi now. To- Tommy just <laughs> says, just go for it. Just build it. Just go for it. Make Spend it happen. All, all the money. All the cash. You can't, but... Yeah, all the money up the... until up until the budget. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Careful of the catering. <laughs> Anything else, Tommy, to, to reflect on? Hmm. Uh, team principles is a, is a weird one because with drivers, you kind of know about drivers, whereas team principles, it's not necessarily like, oh, there's a space. This must be Gunther Steiner because he's a team principal. It can be loads of people within, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I'd heard, I knew who Otmar Safnau was before he became a team principal. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, they could, they could just be, um, a surprise and, um, we don't know who the the team principal is that maybe comes in at Williams or something like that. So we'll wait and see, but maybe we'll get another day where all the other remaining things gets announced because they seem to just like to all the news in one go. And there'll be another Twitch stream. Don't you worry, chat. We'll oh, be absolutely. here. Um, I guess, and finally, the question around why are all the team principals moving? Let's not forget that not just the drivers want to win. The team principals also want to be in a position where they can move the team forward. Of course, get paid a lot more money as well. I'm sure Vasseur's had a, a healthy pay rise from from South, uh, so from Alfa Romeo to, to Ferrari. And, and, you know, they're all, as much as they don't move around as much as drivers do, uh, when that opportunity comes, they try and take it with both hands, especially with Seidel. I'm sure he he's a clever man. He knows yeah. what could be in store for him uh, come 2026 and beyond. He wants a very much a Toto Wolf kind of vibe where he becomes the the main man in Formula One and, and Audi start to dominate, which is yeah, he could very be well a, be a possibility. Yeah, he could be Toto uh, at Audi, couldn't he? If uh, like you know, taking that CEO role, and I think as well to add to that the team principals are kind of more in the spotlight than ever. I remember watching from when I watched formula one, you knew like the kind of the team principles of the, the main teams, but I don't think there was really that much focus on, but I, I know it's not all drive to survive, but drive to survive has sort of unlocked something. And there was that uh, idea. I don't think it actually happened, uh, but there was talk that they would do that team principal drivers parade thing at one point, which was very bizarre. Uh, but um, like you say, the they've all got, they all want success. They're all a lot of them, uh, very ego driven as well. You know, they want to want to be the best in their field and and get the limelight. And if they can go to a, a new team and lead it to success, um, like you say, a lot of people, I imagine. A lot of people working in Formula One would like to be the new Toto Wolf. Oh, yeah. For uh, success and their bank balance. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And their fame as well, probably. Yeah. Right. Thank you very much, Tommy. That was uh, very intriguing. What are your final thoughts? Final thoughts. You didn't think I was going to ask you that. Uh, I think I need to change Grace. (laughs) <laughs> okay cool uh grace has shat herself so that's that's that's, that's our thoughts on the team perfect. that's her final thoughts a stinky is, um, podcast room for you yeah. tommy that's perfect um thank you everyone for for tuning in uh, whether it's on podcast whether it's live on twitch whether it's uh, on youtube um hashtag wtf1 podcast if you want to get involved in the discussion go follow us on twitch wtf1 official and we'll see you very soon for another video slash podcast slash talking rubbish bye bye <laughs>